Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia. And I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. One of the things that makes Christ's life so powerful is that he pays attention to everything. Nothing escapes his notice about us. His heart is always tuned to our faintest cry of joy and sorrow. No day is just like any other day to Jesus because each day he encounters someone to bless, to heal, to, to redeem, to restore. There is nothing mundane about where he went, where he goes, the people he made contact with. Jairus was a ruler in the synagogue, an important man. An illness, whether it be our own or someone we care about, has the ability to arrest our attention like nothing else. We often feel helpless and hopeless and out of control when we are faced with an illness. Jairus' daughter was sick unto death. He had heard of Jesus. Maybe he had even seen him heal the sick. Maybe he was among the crowd that witnessed Jesus raise Lazarus from the sleep of death. Jairus had only one daughter and she was dying. There was nothing he could do to save her life. But he remembered Jesus, the healer. Jairus approaches Jesus saying, My daughter is even now dying. Come now and lay your hands upon her and she shall live. In the book of Luke, we read the father falls at Jesus' feet and pleads with him to come to his house for his 12-year-old daughter is dying. Jesus does not ask any questions. He does not hesitate. He follows after Jairus. As he walks along the way, he is awakened to a touch of faith, an afflicted woman in the crowd. The woman touches the hem of his garment, informing us that the very slightest touch of faith he responds to. The woman with an issue of blood was healed. Jesus had healed her body. Now he stops to minister to her soul. She pours out her life story to him and he confirms what she already knows. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you hold. Go in peace. We don't know how long this encounter took, but it must have seemed like an eternity to Jairus. What Jairus will learn is that Jesus is never in any hurry because he is never too early or too late. It was the will of God that his daughter be healed. Therefore, Jesus could attend to others around him as he walked along the way, because he is the giver of life and the sustainer of life. As Jesus was speaking to the woman, he had just healed. One of Jairus' servants found him in the crowd and says to him, Your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. In response, Jesus says, To the father, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Sound familiar? 
He had just told the woman with the issue of blood, the woman he had just healed, the same thing. Your faith has made you whole. Jairus takes hold of Jesus, takes hold of his words, and then and there chooses to believe. Jesus is encouraging the Father to not to base his faith on circumstances, but on him. And the same power that healed the woman only moments ago is the same power that will bring his daughter's life back to her. The same power. Jesus enters the house of Jairus and sure enough, the breath of God has left her body. Jesus stands before this lifeless body of Jairus' daughter and takes her by the hand and says so softly to her, Damsel, arise. And immediately as the woman with the issue of blood, when she touched the hem of Christ's garment, and instantly, as with the woman who had been bleeding for years, and when she touches Jesus' garment, was immediately healed, so was this lifeless body of Jairus' daughter. Jesus sent forth his word, and his breath of life enters her body, and immediately her pulse of life begins again. Her eyes open from the sleep of death, and her parents cannot hold back their joy. Remember the little things that Jesus pays attention to? Jesus instructs her parents to give her something to eat. We have dyslexia. This is true. Jesus has chosen not to remove dyslexia from our life. This is true. It can be confusing, and we may wonder why Jesus healed Jairus' daughter, the one who was dead, but has left us to struggle with dyslexia. That's a fair question. What we often do not consider or remember is that Jesus has performed many miracles in our life. Jairus' daughter and the woman healed that day, went on with their life, and encountered along the way many other trials that Jesus did not remove, nor did he heal. We can find comfort in knowing that the power of Christ's life does not mean he will give us everything we ask for, but this we do know. Like the Apostle Paul, who asked three times that his infirmities be removed, was not granted his request because it was not the will of God. What was the will of God was that Paul carry the burden of Christ's glory in his body. I'm going to read to you Second Corinthians, one of my favorite, favorite scriptures written by Paul. That's Second Corinthians 12, 8-10. through 10. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Jairus, the nameless woman, and Paul's account of their encounter with Jesus is in the Bible for us to read because their story reminds us, number one, there is nothing that Jesus cannot do. Number two, the power of Christ is still real. And number three, to believe in Christ is to accept his will in place of our own. I have learned to accept, like Paul, that dyslexia is a thorn in my side. Each day, each event that reminds me that I have dyslexia is my opportunity to take a firm hold of Jesus' grace. 
believing his promises that his grace is sufficient, that it is enough to make me strong, to make me perfect in my weakness because he has chosen not to remove dyslexia from my life. I therefore, with God's grace, prefer to honor God in my having dyslexia that the power of God may rest upon me. Honestly, what more can a person want than to have the power of Christ pulsating through their veins, through their life experiences, knowing that dyslexia no longer has power over our life, but the power of Christ is ruling our life. If it pleases God, he will remove dyslexia from your life. But if he chooses not to, let the glory of God the power of Christ's life rest upon you. Let the praises of God come forth because he knows what is best for us. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.